Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Baka 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 Podcast. It's amazing how every time you open your mouth, you prove you're an idiot. Hello, everybody, and welcome to an anime podcast only about Kisniver. <laughs> I've changed my mind. I've had a change of heart. <laughs> you know, I think frame by frame would be the appropriate response to that amazing piece of art. Okay, but true talk, I did think the anime we watched needed a relationship chart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It needed so many charts. No, it didn't need a relationship chart. All right, let me let me introduce it. We'll, we'll, we'll talk. Hello, everyone. So would we are, disagree. <laughs> we are Baka Baka Baka. We are an anime podcast where every two weeks we discuss it in anime. April Fools has come and gone. We're not actually about Kisniver. We'll never go back to Kisniver. Jason won't let us. He'll quit the show. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, we we watch a new anime every two weeks. We discuss it in this podcast. We turn the discussion over to our listeners. That's you. That's part of our Baka Club, and we see what we can get. We are talking about the second half of summertime rendering episodes 13 through 25 in our last podcast episode we discussed part one we all really liked it but we still disagreed a lot about it now we're going to part two we're going to do it again and to do that i need the help of my co-host first off we have the red balloon to my pennywise yes jeremy jeremy what anime do you like or don't like that you kind of associate with uh summertime rendering uh, so last time I mentioned ReZero, this time I'm going to go with the Higarashi when they cry. Uh, Gao, yeah. I think that's the one we watched. Yeah, it was. That's, yeah. That, that's um, a great pick. <laughs> yeah, it definitely has some similar vibes. It's not as nasty, but um, it's close. <laughs> All right. We also have the dog to my thing from outer space. It's Jason. <laughs> How are you, Jason? What's your anime? <laughs> doing pretty well um i wanted to get away from the the re-zero theme um the monsters were so unique that i was like you know what akira had an amazing take on like that kind of like telekinetic power and like forming things into what you need and going out of control and so i love that movie um it should be on everyone's list and uh, that that's what I would want to choose this week. And yes, for new listeners, we are that old. Akira is beloved by all of us. <laughs> yes. And if you haven't seen it, yes, it's worth going back and watching. Okay, it is. It's, it's, it's a classic for a reason. My name is Troy, and I'm choosing To Your Eternity because I found a parallel in this anime about... Um, something that's observing, and I'll get into it. To your eternity, we re- <laughs> I really loved. Um, I really loved the emotional resonance of it, and uh, I found similar things. No, I didn't. But you know what? Uh, <laughs> Let's go on. Huh? Yeah, I should. I Too didn't bad I find the emotional this. resonance here. Yeah, I, I got the emotional resonance <laughs> to your eternity. We should move on. Anyway. <laughs> I want to pick another one. I want to pick another one. You don't get All to right. pick another one, Ajin. Ajin. No, no. Yeah, yeah. It's your shadow, and it's all about death. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't about that. It was literally about anti-death. Right. Well, kind of. Let, let's move on. 
That's what. <laughs> oh, I got right. another one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Kiss diaper. Podcast of that. <laughs> uh, for those who don't follow our Twitter, the Kiss Diver joke was from April Fool's Day. We're gonna belabor it. So when and this I comes really... out, it's gonna be a little <laughs> old, stale, <laughs> yeah, just like us. I really, yeah. guys. So it's we're recording this on April Fool's Day, and yeah. I don't know in the morning if I have the old profile pics for our Twitter account to set it back because <laughs> I, oh, no. I changed it to Kisniver pics, and I don't know if I saved a picture of Yui, the orange face we put on everything. I um, have it. Oh, yeah. No. Okay. I should be. I should. I should have it. I got there in the first place, right? Yeah. We're fine. We're fine. It's fine. Everyone. Yeah. Everyone, go check our Twitter. See if I fixed it. Um, <laughs> at Baka Podcast. All right. Let's talk about summertime rendering. Um. Non-spoiler reviews. Jason, you're going first. Tell everyone what you thought of it, but don't spoil anything that happened in part two. Thank you. You're welcome. Um. So, anyways. Uh, the death of no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this anime asks you to pay attention to every detail, minute or large, um, and it does such a great job in its storytelling that a lot of the twists and turns you can see coming if you pay attention. But you have to pay attention, and there are some really cool twists that feel real good when they're executed because not only was the setup done really well but um the the justification for a lot of them are just really well explained or they just really fit in the context of the story um i was really so i don't like cliffhanger endings and this one does a really good job kind of not just tying up loose ends but also um, you know, a, a lot of anime just kind of end on a black screen, and I, I thought the end of 24 was the end because that's how it felt like a lot of stories would end there. Um, so but, anyways, it the court characters I became more endeared to, the story beats were fantastic, and the uh monsters are just such a great twist on what we normally see. So, yeah, really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. All right, Jeremy, what'd you think? Yeah, I really enjoyed it as well. I was I was genuinely concerned that they were gonna lose their momentum in, you know, keeping me invested in these loops, but they did a great job. They didn't miss a beat. Um every time a loop started, I was I was really uh invested in like what had happened to the characters, how they got here, what the surprises were. Um it was really well written and executed really well. Um I also think that they addressed some of the stuff that we were wondering about last time. You know, like one of the things we were wondering about was, uh, Troy, you brought up the uh, Shinpei not necessarily having any any flaws. And and it almost seems like the writers knew that, hey, maybe his flaws aren't really that clear. Um, Let's make sure he describes his flaws (laughs) fairly quickly in the second half. And that just cracked me up. but but they did. I think that it gave him a little bit more dimension, and I wound up being more interested in his character and and paying more attention to him. And maybe it was because of 
you know, comprehending what his flaw, his new flaws were. <laughs> I don't know, but I liked it. I, I really enjoyed what they did throughout. Let's put a, let's put a pin in that. Okay. <laughs> um, I also love what they did with forums. Just have to say that. It was pretty cool. I, I like Not how, hit, we how hidden they. I like how hidden they kept it for as long, and then yeah. they slowly revealed more and more about him. I, I, yeah. Anyways, go on. What do you think, Troy? <laughs> This is some of the best storytelling we've seen in a long time. I mean, honestly, beat for beat, plot logic, um, setting up cliffhangers, twists, the the time loop. There's enough stories now where we're starting to get some tropes into it, right? Mm -hmm. And this is breaking them. And it was already doing that in the first half, but it really pulls out all the stops in the second half. It made it so original for a time loop story. I love everything they're doing. Except for what I complained about in part one. <laughs> still, I still don't really feel connected to the characters. I feel like they're, I feel, I just feel the characters had to take a back seat. This story is packed. My notes are full, um, full pages. Usually it's like two thirds of a page. I, mm. I, there's so much going on. And even trying to recap it, I, I'm a little intimidated by everything we have to go over. I think the characters just had to take backseat. I don't even think it's really bad writing to the point where they have to have a character explain his character flaws out loud. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't, I haven't seen that and I'm not seeing it going forward, but thank you for telling me that doesn't really, that's not really how you do that, but I appreciate you putting in an honest effort. Um, it, it doesn't really bother me though. Cause like I said, I, the ending is so good. The, the story's great. I wish that part was there, but but a, a lot of the dissatisfaction I was feeling in part one is mostly gone away just because the story is that good. And to touch on what Jason said, the fact they gave it a 25th episode, an epilogue episode to, to let it breathe. Thank you so much. I hate it when anime are just like, and we're done. Stuff is going to happen, but don't worry about it. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Let, let's, let's take some time. Let's talk about this. They have an episode just to resolve the ending. And and it's beautiful and I, and, I, and I love that. So I'm gonna give this. We're not doing scores here. I'm kidding. No. Um, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. No. The I, uh, the head I, cannon I ending. It. The head cannon endings. I'm not a big fan of. I know Jeremy loves them, but sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. It depends. It depends how they're done. But I do hate where it feels like, man, you just needed like ten more minutes, <laughs> and and you clearly yeah. didn't have the money for another episode. Where this was like, hey, we are taking the time to do an ending proper. And, and I, I think it deserves to be recognized because I do want it to be done when it can be done. Absolutely. Okay. Not that anyone who made this is ever going to care what we say. Nor should yeah. they. Nor should. But it's out there. It's out there. <laughs> it's on the internet why you, forever. Why would you listen to Bacchus? <laughs> right. All right. What did you guys think about the new opening and closing? I like the visuals better, but I thought the music was better in the first half. Uh, just my taste, but it was good. I, I enjoyed it. I watched it a few times. Um, the ending was okay. Yeah, I'm in exactly the same boat. I would just completely echo you. Um, there's one little tiny thing about the intro that I thought was really funny. And I'll bring it up in more detail later, but like it shows a collage of different characters crying and it's like the, the females crying and then there's a dude crying and he's a dude that's really not important to the story. He's not a main character. 
And just the the reason why he's there, at least in my opinion, uh, it makes that whole OP really funny to me. <laughs> um, but it's I'm not going to talk about it until we get to the spoiler-free section. Spoiler not free. <laughs> there will be a spoiler section. Um, yes. Or no, yes, you're right. <laughs> there's a bit of a tone shift from part one to part two, and I thought the OP did a really good job of signaling that. And, and yeah. so I did appreciate the OP for that, because this kind of goes from a horror mystery to a suspenseful action anime. Mm-hmm. And and it transitions it well, um, but the OP is definitely signaling you like, hey, there's going to be some anime fights coming up. And it kind of it foreshadows them and shows you like uh-huh. shots Shadow. from them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I did like the OP. The, the ending didn't grab me at all. I, I can't remember. I, I was on every time. But <laughs> it, it, I, it's the, it's the one where the girl has like a really quivery voice when she sings. I actually kind of yeah, like it. And, and I remember a lot of blue. Yeah. A lot of blue in it. Blue and white. Like, like I said, it was on, but yeah. it just, it didn't, get yeah. me. it didn't grab me at all. Um, all right, before we go to our not spoiler free section, also known <laughs> yeah. as the spoiler section, uh, our next anime, we'll announce it now for those who are, who are having to disembark from the podcast so they don't get spoiled. Excuse uh, me, again. <laughs> Jason wants to make sure he saw everything correctly the first time. <laughs> Revisit the chart. <laughs> you know, someday someone, like, we're going to get listeners who are like, no, guys, because never again. We need this to happen, yeah. and we're, we're gonna have to do it. It's gonna be, it's gonna be this inside joke that blows up in your face. <laughs> I know, right? We need to torture Jason. If we okay. ever do like the community picks, which would be fun, I could see that happening. Guys, guys, there's someone with, like their their fingers on the stop button. They're like, just say the dang name. It's Trigun right. Stampede. The next anime is Trigun Stampede. Now, I finished the first Trigun. Have you guys completed the first Trigun? I've finished it a couple of times, but I need to finish it again just to refresh my memory. You I need... don't? I'm more saying it for anyone who hasn't mm. down there for me right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, because the first, I've seen the first episode of Trigun Stampede, and it spoils everything <laughs> that Trigun was keeping a secret in their in their first half. So you really do need to, well, either. I'll, I'll if, get it done. If you're going to watch the second half of Trigun, you need to do it before you start Trigun Stampede. If you're not, you know, live your life. You do you. Early review. I'm not down with what Johnny Young Bosch is doing with with Fash's voice. Ugh. Just want to say that. We'll get into it more in two weeks. All right. Spoiler section for again summertime rendering episodes 13 through 25, but of course the first half as well. And to your eternity, Rezero, <laughs> Higurashi when they cry. And Ajin. No. No. <laughs> Stop it. But Kiznaiver, yes. Kiznaiver. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. All right. So spoiler warning has been dropped. We will be spoiling everything from now on. If you are listening, we assume you are ready to be spoiled. All right, guys. We're going right into where we left off. Uh, Shinpei just died, and he brought back Ushio. And he's now on the 22nd. This is his fifth loop. And he appears before Nagumo. Uh, and again, Nagumo is actually Hizuru, who is also possessed by her twin brother, Ryonosuke. One of the hardest parts about this anime is there are there are characters that are multiple people, 
and there are people that are multiple characters. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it gets hard. <laughs> so, Shinpei. Let's talk about Shinpei in this half. Our main character, he's a time looper with an eye that observes reality and changes which multiverse reality he's in. And he's fighting shadow monsters that are taking over his home island. His best friend was killed. And now, what do you think of him? I was very impressed. Um, I think one of the things that stands out specifically with this anime is he doesn't get... He doesn't get exponentially smarter because he's the protagonist. He's just able to use new information that sometimes still bites him. And I love that because it doesn't... It, they, they presented him as an everyman protagonist in the beginning, and they he is still that at the end. Uh, he just has more information, but he's still just not not only just a normal human, he's also just a, you know, he, he can only think so well, right? Um, the way he tackles stuff is very much how I would envision my, like, if I go, oh, if I was in that position, I would do X. And, and <laughs> right. he does those things. And so, like, I have very few, actually, I don't think I have any complaints watching him with the information that he has uh, in, in these loops and, like, his his actions. Um, and also, like, when he does start doing super-powered stuff, there's not only a very good reason for it, but he suffers because of it. Mm. And um, I thought that was brilliant writing. And also, like, his character flaw is so good. I can't believe how well they wrote I know. that. It's just right? this overarching arc that he has to overcome by the end. It's so well done. Like, how could we miss that? <laughs> I like Shinpei a lot. Okay. <laughs> but how do you really feel about his character? Flaw? I, mean, I mean, I'm being serious. Like, do you, it, do you okay. didn't care? Or... No, no, no. His character flaw was a little contrived. <laughs> I'll be honest. However, there were... The thing is, is that he never really overcame it, if you will. If that was the spoken character flaw, but what I liked is how it wove into the story and how it affected Heine. That gave it justification for me. So I didn't think it was a great character flaw, but I did like the way it was implemented. Mm. So uh, for the character flaw, am I remembering? Well, am I remembering correctly that the character flaw was um, sometimes I stand back too far and I don't act? Like, right. that's what it was. Which yeah. leaves him with regrets. Right. Um, and I didn't necessarily get the sense that he was doing that in the first half. I got the sense that he was in an informa- information gathering stage. Right. How are you supposed to act if you don't have enough information to act on? Well, then you're just impulsively acting. So I kind of understood, like, why he wasn't acting. And I didn't see it as a flaw in the first half. Um, and in the second half, he calls it out really quickly as like, oh, this is what I do. And this is I should have acted more, you know, essentially is what he's saying by acknowledging this flaw verbally. And so it was kind of weird to me. But at the same time, I started to think, well, maybe maybe they're referring to how he perceives himself and maybe how he's acted in other situations. Because I, I guess we do have like a historical context of how when he left the island and he left Ushio that to me that's acting 
right? Like he was acting because he wanted to have a, a different kind of relationship with her. And so he was going to place himself far away to separate them so that they weren't so close like siblings. And then it would be easier to develop a relationship and also so that he could become independent and actually earn a relationship that way. So I saw acting even in his flashbacks, right? Not necessarily standing back thinking and not doing anything. So I don't know as much as I as much as I brought it up in the first in the um, in the intro, the more I think about it, the more I don't think it's actually a flaw or at least a flaw that's been presented to us. Um, it sounds like they're simply saying that it is a flaw. Um, so I guess it's not really that satisfying. I think I think you might be you might got you might have me there. <laughs> um, so I think when he especially when he's describing this to everyone, I think he's specifically talking about the moment he went to Tokyo because mm -hmm. of his desire for a relationship with Ushio, who's been raised by her father. He's, he's been adopted and he doesn't want them to have a familial bond. So he breaks it. But I think what he's saying is I was fixing the big picture view of this relationship. Mm. And I never just told Ushio how I felt <laughs> like that would have been acting. That's a good point is a, I do love you. I'm going to go do this thing so I can mm. fix our relationship. Um, he kept that inside. He again, he went and fixed the big picture, and that's what he does. I see the big picture, and I I work off of that. But he forgot about, <laughs> you know, talking. Yeah, it's okay. the opposite of not seeing the forest for the trees. It's right. It's not seeing the trees for the forest. Right. <laughs> I gotcha. So essentially, Step, bro, then, I'm stuck. Yeah. So essentially, <laughs> then it almost sounds like it almost sounds like what he really has an issue with is uh, delegating in all honesty, because if he doesn't see the smaller picture, like doesn't see the trees and isn't able to like connect with Ushio on that closer level and say that, um, then it makes sense why all of a sudden he starts incorporating the rest of the squad, basically like his team. Mm -hmm. And he starts trying to give them jobs to do. Maybe that was what they were going for. As far as like when he starts seeing the trees for the forest, he starts having people be more active and, and take on bigger roles themselves. So did complain that he wasn't giving him anything to do. And he felt bad for Shinpei that he was carrying everything by himself. Yeah, he did. You're right. So maybe that's what they were trying to point at. As a right. flaw. But then at the end in the climax, he takes on the final thing on his own <laughs> well he didn't really do it on his own like i mean he shared the burden with three other characters yeah. it wasn't until they all failed that he had to take it on on his own so so i guess in that statement then that the allowing rianosuke to drive and share a body with him is his character arc completion of yeah I'm letting uh, i'm putting my faith in others yeah in that context that would be yeah i guess probably my biggest issue with him is that we never really see him deal with the fact that his best his love interest slash adopted sister is dead ever like he just doesn't deal with it that's it, what they dealt with in the first half what are you talking about did he did he deal yeah. with it or was he chasing shadows <laughs> to, it well, became to be into... fair the story didn't give him a lot of time to do it yeah but he he went to the wake. They had lots of conversations about Lucio and how he missed her. And there was some crying scenes. So did he that, cry? Pretty sure. 
I don't remember. I don't to be remember honest. Him crying. But maybe. All right. Well, that, that's my thought. Shinpei is a good protagonist for the most part, except for that emotional bond. Again, I'm just not. I w- and I will say at the end, in the final episode, I felt joy for the characters, <laughs> for Shinpei. It's like pulling, but, you know, there's a problem when it's like pulling teeth, pulling teeth for Troy to say, I felt whatever, name the emotion. I'm, I felt I, I, I'm, I'm trying to be honest, though. I'm, I'm trying to, to give it its fair due. I, uh, the emotional swell at the very end, uh, it was there. That worked. It was there. Yeah. Up till that point, I just didn't have an emotional connection with any character in this anime. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Along with Shinpei, we have Ushio. Now, again, this is Shadow Ushio. Every other Shadow character, with the exception of Haine, uh, I will call a shadow character, but Ushio is almost always shadow character unless I say human Ushio. Did oh, anyone notice I, the H's this time? It's not in the subtitles. For for subbed. It's not in the subtitles for subbed. And I watched dub, so there were no there were you no text. You, you still don't turn on subtitles? No. I hate subtitles. <laughs> So it why uh, like I understand what's being said because you're like me we have noisy children and it just makes life better I don't watch <laughs> violent bloody anime no no, no 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 I'm saying just like I'm trying to listen to these two characters have a conversation oh, and I can't hear them screaming in the other room I, so I usually of... have headphones on if I'm gonna do it so Jason has his uh, uh, watch TV on a TV little little chamber. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't watch our shows on the TV. I usually do it either on the computer or on my phone. And by the way, this is a normal thing. People have because the subtitle revolution is here. People just turn on subtitles. I get it's weird now when I go to a film like a movie and like there's the words. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, you forgot to turn the words on, guys. What are they saying? I don't know. I don't know what Black Adam is saying. Right. <laughs> It's so distracting for me. I I just I can't do it because then I miss what's going on on the screen. Then I got to rewind because I was reading. Well, you don't have to read it if you can hear it. And then for that moment that you're like, what? Oh, it's right there. It's right there. Good. I, I, I can see how it. that's handy, but it, it yeah. just it's so distracting. I can't help it. That's why I turn it off in cutscenes and video games. Like my kid oh, gets yeah. irritated because he's like, where's where's the subtitles? I was watching that with you. It's like, yeah, like I I don't. Play it for yourself. There are so like <laughs> films. I've gone back and watched so many films, and now that I use subtitles, I'm like, "That's what, That's they, what said? they said." Exactly. So many times, yep. I'm like, "Okay, I need to have this on all the time." Yep. yep. All right. So that was a good debate about subtitles that nobody came here for. <laughs> <laughs> Ushio, who is Shadow Ushio, but will always just be called Ushio. So, what do you guys think of Ushio? I I really like this character. I'm It's interesting because with Shadow Mio, there is a distinct clear difference between Human Mio and Shadow Mio in their personalities and their mannerisms. Even though they think and talk very similar, um you can usually tell even without subtitles. Uh <laughs> Um, and, and Ushio doesn't have that, and it leads into a, another debate that we're going to have later about uh, data. But it 
because of that, you really don't view her as another shadow until she's doing some sort of wild thing with her hair or whatever. But um, she is much smarter than the other characters around her give her credit for. Um, and also, I like that she's the. You usually it's the protagonist that's like reckless, and I'm gonna go do the thing because I'm the hero, and it's her that's doing it, and I love it. She's just so impulsive and doesn't like I'm gonna do it because it's the right thing to do, whether it's the right time or not, which usually bites her in the butt. Um, but uh, her her powers are cool and well defined. Um, and I, I love her background as a shadow as well. So um, and then it leads great into the into episode 25, which you're right. It had a great emotional payoff. So, um, yeah, really like this character. Yeah, Ushio is awesome. Um, she does get benched for a little bit, um, which in some ways I was kind of sad. But in other ways, it was it was very important for the story. Mm. <laughs> she needed to be benched. Um and that was really cool. It it allowed the story to do some interesting things. Um, there's one little criticism I have uh, for episode 25 regarding Ushio versus Shadow Ushio. But otherwise, she was a consistent character that was entertaining and funny and impulsive and solved problems, but also got them into problems. And what a power scale. Like how she changed from her introduction, wherein like her first fight with Mio where she doesn't even understand what she is. Mio stabs her shadow, cuts her arm, right? She can't even handle just a regular shadow. And then by the end of it, she is just going toe to toe with four <laughs> arms and putting her fist through his back. And like, it's just, she's such a powerhouse. Um, very satisfying. It's very cool to watch. Honestly, the best character here and one i don't really have a complaint about she's so colorful and vibrant she has such a personality um that she her screen time she steals the show almost every time she's on it and, and what's yeah, her and, character flaw she's not the main character not <laughs> every character flaw. has to have a flaw <laughs> i thought and for all, you to like them they actually, need to have an arc actually she does it's oh, about okay, the use of violence. They they actually do a good job with Ushio about the using the fist and, and that she does change actually, even in the final episode. Right. She goes to punch him and then she doesn't fully punch him and you see that she has grown as a person even though it's a whole different version of her. Yeah, um, and it causes more problems. So bad arc. Should have followed through. <laughs> no, because they were able to go back in time and fix time. Yeah, yeah no. It Spoilers. Turned, turned out <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> I've lost my pen. All right. So, yeah, Ushio had an arc and one that was pretty well done. Uh, it's weird they set it up in the second half of the anime. Sure. Yeah. But, yeah. So, meh. <laughs> Our next character, the one that they're talking to, is Nagumo. Nagumo, Ryonosuke, is a writer um, who has come to this island to battle the shadows, who is from this island, but is actually the character Hizuru and her twin brother, Ryonosuke, who they swap control of the body. And we, we will find out, we'll explain how they are and how that all works. But what did you guys think of Nagamo and both versions? <laughs> yeah, so Hizuru doesn't change much from the first half. 
Um, and I, I, I really like her character. She's um, smart. She's uh, able to discern and deduce things very quickly. So, like, you know, uh, f- from her point of view, um, Ushio just appears out of nowhere in a very shadow-ish way and, you know, doesn't immediately want to execute her. So, and also accepts Shinpei's um, explanation of what just happened uh, by not just like, oh, I trust Shinpei, but no, A, B, and C lined up to create D. So this makes sense. Let's go with it. Uh, And and the writing did a really good job of like compelling that for that character. Um, And and it makes sense that she's so open-minded because she like has the thing that's two seconds in the future going on and mm. it's seen these shadows. So she's open-minded. So when she's like, Oh, I'm time looping. Okay. I see the logic of that. And yes, you are. <laughs> yeah. Um, Rianosuke is a great character. Um, uh, kind of the impulsive of the two. Uh, but also the idea that he can kind of do superhuman feats inside her body, but she takes a toll for it. Um, and the whole two second thing in the future is such a cool idea. So, but also like, yeah, some like most of the time they can't talk to each other because it's one controlling the other, so they have to record. But there's one moment where she's just like, it, "This is really important. I need to talk to you directly." And I think the reason they don't do that is because it consumes their world to do that, and like it's very difficult for them to pay attention to anything else besides their their tea. So. um yeah, really, really a fascinating character. Yeah, and it's interesting because, like you said, even with Ushio, she seems more intelligent than people around her give her credit for. We also see that kind of with Mio sometimes, right? Where Shadow Mio notices things, says things, acts on things that indicate she's actually pretty smart. She's smarter than Mio normally acts. Um, and then we have our main character, Shinpei, who is also very smart makes plans, strategizes, all this. And Nagumo is on a whole nother level. Like, this character, she is a genius. And the conclusions she comes to and how quickly that she puts things together is just astonishing. And it's a really cool thing to watch. Um, So I I really like her as a character. Uh, Rinosuke... I mean, he's there for the fights, and the fights are great, so I really enjoy him as a character. Uh, But there is one thing that he said that kind of made me a little bit, um, I don't know, I'm still processing it. What he said was, uh, it was was at a point where he was talking to Shinpei, and he says, you know, you're my senior. And Shinpei says, but wait a minute, you've been alive a lot longer than me. And he says, yeah, but... I'm I'm still just a, a freshman or whatever, you know. I'm still younger than you. Middle schooler, I'm a middle schooler. Middle schooler. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And so, essentially, what he was saying, correct me if I'm wrong, is when you become a shadow, you get locked into the age that your shadow is at, and even though you experience more time, you mentally do not change. You do not mature into you any more of an data adult. That you are right. correct. That's the impression I got from what he said. Does that sound right? It's Heine, too. Yeah. Okay. So if that is correct and that fits Heine, oh, my gosh, Shide is even worse. <laughs> like, the, it is so bad. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get to it. But I, yeah. I, I, I sent that throw up gif meme. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. For a reason. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So yeah, Ryunosuke was interesting because he he gave me that like more more rules about how the the shadows work and how they aren't necessarily what you perceive. Just because somebody's been alive for 300 years, like Hiruko or Heine has, doesn't mean that they're not still that childish little kid that they were when they were copied. They're exactly the same, um, which is a very interesting rule, not one that I would expect. Uh, This was my favorite character in part one and was still great. Uh, Doesn't need art because she's a side character, but... Uh, a fun personality and getting to meet Ryunosuke and him not just being like just this fighter was really fun too. Mm. Um, and really tragic, you know, not, a lot mm-hmm. of feels for this character later on. Yeah. 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 <laughs> for some people. Um, <laughs> okay. In part one, when, when they were hanging up upside down, was that Hizuru or Ryunosuke? Hizuru. For sure. Cause, yeah, because Ryunosuke was the one that was always... Basically, she was saying, you asked why I hang upside down. It's because of the blood flow to my brain, brother. So I can um, think clearly. I, I was going to ask... I was wondering if it was Ryunosuke because I'm like, well, a middle schooler might believe something that stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nope. The genius. All right. The genius belief. Well, then, never mind. Um, her very business-like approach to everything is a great contrast to... You know, these characters who are freaking out and <laughs> dealing with monsters, and she's just yeah. like analytical. And then, yeah, Ryanosuke comes in and, and takes care of business. And then you remember that he's just a middle schooler having to go through all this and <laughs> kind of feel bad for him. Yeah. You, you, Haku Show. All right. So, yeah, they, they, we, we learned Ushio can share. Well, we already know she can share memories, but she shares memories with Namguo, basically catching her up on everything that's happened. This becomes a, a power that's used commonly with a lot of characters, so they start calling it pseudo-looping. Only Shinpei and Ushio are actually going through the time loop, but now everyone's getting their memories from every loop, so they might as well be looping as well. We see So, who we'll talk about later... <laughs> But so talk, he confronts his father because we, we've learned his father is involved and he gets brushed off and like, yeah, talk to me tonight. Um, but then we see his father calling Forearm, who is also called Shide. So if you hear us say Shide or Forearm, it means the same character. <laughs> uh-huh. Wink, wink, hint, hint. Um, so whatever you know what it means. So they go to repeat what they did last time, and they go to to take out uh, Shiori's family, and they're like, "Okay, we'll just catch Heine, who is Shiori, at at this point in the in the timeline, and we'll 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 catch her for good this time." And and, and, and this is uh, Ushio was supposed to hack Shiori. That's right. Get, and that way she'd reach Heine and hack Heine. Right. Because yeah, we now have the hacking ability for Ushio. So they're like, "Okay, we'll just do this again." We'll get, and then we'll be able to win pretty easy. Except for, if everyone remembers from part one, Shinpei has a mark on his arm where Heine grabbed him. And now she's time looping with him and telling Shide what's going on. So Shide and Heine had set a trap and they kill Nagumo and they almost um, managed to capture Shinpei, but Ushio kills him in time and he has to loop again. So basically, all advantage is gone <laughs> from time yeah. looping. 
This um, so, was yeah. such a shock to yeah. that visceral scene of him with the sledgehammer okay. and Nagamo on the ground on the street. Uh, did like did not see that coming, but um, mm-hmm. we come to find out what was it? So when Shinpei met uh, uh, Heine in the in the sky during the festival, that's when she was able to connect with him, right? That's when she started searching for him. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then when she in the flashback where she was in Shiori's body and she reached over and and right, grabbed him, him, that's where she actually connected and made that mark and. I can follow you now. Yeah. Because that seems to be a really big theme is like observation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, what oh. a scene. So good. No, I'll save it. I'll save it. Okay. <laughs> I just, I, I want to, so in To Your Eternity, they mentioned stuff like observing and stuff. And so I just, that's why I brought it up. Really. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, in the time looping, uh, he doesn't complete the time loop. He actually goes into a memory. This has happened to him earlier before, where sometimes he accidentally sidesteps into someone's memory during the time loop, and he sees um, Hizuru's memory from when her and Ryunosuke were kids, which is basically she's made a new ghost friend, <laughs> and it's Heine, and she lives in the old clinic. Um and she's really nice to him. And so they, they, him and Ushio observe this memory. And we get to see like Shinpei's parents. And they're like, oh, yeah, we found this new grotto. We're going to go diving. That's what their, their jobs are. And, and us remembering, hey, that grotto. We remember what's in the grotto. That's where mm-hmm. um, Hiroko slash Heine's um, cave is. And so we, but we get to see Heine as a very childlike being she's very hungry she's lonely she has flashbacks of horrible memories from her past and um hiroko no hizuru has befriended her but she she stays away from the other characters she doesn't like to be seen so i do want to take this time now to talk about Heine slash hiroko sometimes shiori sometimes shinpei (laughs) again it gets complicated guys Uh, but what do you guys think of who was our primary antagonist and really becomes not the primary antagonist, but your guys' thoughts. What a cool monster. Because I right, can we talk about her backstory? Yeah, at this let's point? Let, okay. um sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we find out that she was a alien at least a non sentient one it seemed. A that, rock. Well she copied a rock. Okay, right. So like, yeah. So we don't even know what. Again? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> She's the we same no as idea. to your eternity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she comets down to the earth. She then starts copying fish, and then she copies a whale, and then she ends up on the beach, and then she copies Heine. Interesting that she then eats does... Heine. Yeah. Right. Like a scene um, out of the parasite anime. <laughs> So the only thing that I don't like about this is we don't really get any explanation for her powers beyond she's from space. Um, also, it, like this seems like, oh, we're not this. This anime is not about video editing, which I was totally on right. board with your yeah. theory last last time, Troy. So that that was a little bit of a letdown for me just because that's what I was banking on. It and does. So- 
skew it into cosmic horror, though, and I always love a good cosmic horror. I do, too. That's why I love the Pathfinder. Flash. Itself. The Flash um, pixelation just doesn't matter yeah. as much. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, so this this whole setup for who she is and, like, why she's so hungry and uh, was really cool. And I also like that she goes from pure evil to, oh, I'm just kind of doing evil things because, A, it's in my nature, and B, I'm just trying to get home to please erase me. Um, yeah. I It was such a cool journey to go on in a storytelling way. So, um, yeah, I really like this character. She's very complex, and like some of her actions are just like kind of out of left field sometimes. Which would make sense for an alien that doesn't know how to socialize. Yeah. Especially for an alien that's so powerful that it has eyes that allow it to view multiple dimensions. Like, like this entity is seriously, like you're saying, eldritch horror level. Like, it yeah. is incredibly powerful. Um, I'm a little bit mildly confused at the rules <laughs> about the rules just because like there is a point in time where we have um ushio's ushio as an eye ushio the eye uh haine and hiroko all existing at the same time and, and i'm like okay um uh i'm not sure how they all can exist simultaneously i can i can i can explain three of them <laughs> but having Hine show up as that fourth one, I, that was one too far. I can't explain that one. And uh, yeah, so so having it be so complicated, they they kind of lost me a little bit. And and that I don't think that's necessarily bad because, like you're saying, this is an alien. It's it's doing weird things, and maybe we don't have all the rules figured out. Right. But like fourth dimensional being kind of stuff. Like, yeah. OK, I guess in the fourth dimension that works. <laughs> exactly. Right. Like, I mean, obviously, Haine and Hiroko are both coming from the same point. And so if you have a fourth dimensional entity that's like extruding into the th third dimension in two different points and you're seeing two different perspectives of it, I guess that could actually work. So, yeah, that's my new explanation. I like that. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but. But yeah, I really liked Haine as a character. Um, Hiruko was a very interesting character, especially when she started de-aging. That was such strange visuals, right? Like, it reminded me a little bit of what we have with um, Death Stranding, right? It oh, immediately yeah. Yeah. took me to Death Stranding. Um, but knowing the rest of the context that this anime provides, it's so much worse like, it's horrible. Death Stranding, I mean, at least from what I understand of it, from what I've seen and what I've read about it, it's it's not that terrible. Like, the situation isn't horrible. <laughs> like, the relationship between the baby and the host is not horrible. The relationship between the baby and the host in this one's horrible. Um, and and it's, it's, yeah, it's really fascinating, though. Like, they wrote a very, very, um, like, it really draws you in, makes you think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. The, one of the best parts of this whole thing is this monster. And I was hoping it was a sea creature only. <laughs> because, like, hey, 
my, my thought was like something so deep and so down that it's like a life form we've never even considered could exist at that depth of the ocean. Like we, you know, mm-hmm. but Mariana Trench kind of level stuff. The abyss. But, but yeah, they went space instead. That's fine. <laughs> Uh, it still went into the ocean, so I was close. <laughs> um, yeah, and it, also this thing has its own dimension. On top of all of that, inside yeah, it of it, mm-hmm. yeah, right. yeah, with its own little uh, black hole sun. Yeah, yeah I, I love sun. I love creatures like this. Um, the, the reason I pulled out what I did, you know, the thing Pennywise. These are also mm-hmm. creatures from space who have their own dimensional properties that we just see as a entity um that's cool i I love me some cosmic horror and i praised the shadows in in the first half we all did how original they were and and they gave it an original source material but gave us an answer too and if you're gonna give us an answer cosmic horror works as good as any other um so i'm i'm satisfied with it i wonder if they're gonna uh fight the giant space turtle (laughs) That everyone's writing on? <laughs> no, that was a Stephen King joke. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's a deep, deep cut. Deep. <laughs> he he barfed up the world. Don't blame him. He had an upset stomach. I mean, okay. what are you gonna do? <laughs> that right. could be from Terry Pratchett. That's yeah. <laughs> so uh, okay, so uh, yeah, we're still back in that flashback, and um, we see. Ryonosuke is searching for his sister. Um, we also saw we, we met Nezu in the in the flashback, who's the old sailor man who knows how to fight shadows and is immune. Um, but this is before that. We found so, out we lost his eye. Yeah, Ryonosuke is looking for his sister, and he runs into Hyena, and then Shinpei affects the past and has Nagu or Hizuru go to her brother. And so this is the first time we second time we've seen the past get affected, right? Didn't he make a little bit of a... Anyway, doesn't matter, doesn't matter. Keep going. Hyena's eating her brother and copying the data. Literally. But a lot oh, no, goes no, wrong. No. So when she sees her friend, Hizuru, um, Hyena freaks out. And we find out what... We get told this later, but all we see is like her right eye pops out and then crawls away. <laughs> but what happens is the human side of Hyena that was copied from the little girl basically couldn't handle what she just did and ran away from the creature that's just following its instincts. Here here we go. Um, But also she messed up the copying of the data and it goes into Hizuru instead of herself. So that's why Ryonosuke and she also messed up the time stamp. So it's two seconds ahead. And that's why Ryonosuke is two seconds ahead and living inside of his sister and is technically a shadow. Right. So it's not the spirit. It's an actual shadow. Yeah. Uh, one minor correction is she Thank didn't you. mess up uh, copying the data of the boy. She rejected the copy because it was right before the eye jumped out. So Heine was still in control at that point and was like, I can't accept this. Get it out. And it only went into uh, Hizuru because she happened to be standing there. Otherwise, I guess it would have just been floating in the void. OK. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Jeremy's going to have to do that a couple of times. I'll be honest, there's a couple of times I was like, science hurts my brain a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a very minor difference. Um, uh, shadows start attacking her, and Nezu shows up, and he's helping, but he gets copied. And then Ryonosuke takes over the body and saves Nezu. 
and that's how they get to know each other. That's why he's immune. And that's the end. And that's where we find out that using those abilities actually dramatically injures her. Yeah, like he breaks her ankle on her first just mm-hmm. by jumping. Rips her shoulder out of its socket. Yeah. Um, we do. There's one other thing. So when Nag- Nagumo leaves the island, she sees Heine standing out watching the fairy leave saying, when you come back, I promise you I'll kill you. Or the next time I see you, I promise to kill you. Um, yeah. So, and but again, this is the high she knew is no longer there. This is mostly now just the entity again. The mm-hmm. human mm-hmm. emotions have been separated. Shinpei completes his loop, uh, and then we see Heine as Shiori, and she's like, "Oh, we've moved forward in time." He runs out of time. Time moves forward every time he loops, and they're like, "Okay." So we don't need to save him or preserve him. Let's just kill him a lot. (laughs) And and so like, it was cool that they're looping with him, but the fact that they're like getting information and now the, the tables are completely flipped. Now they have the full advantage. And and we talked about like, it's cool that the villains were trying to say, keep him alive and he's trying to kill himself. Uh But now, okay. The rules have changed. The tactics have to change to adapt to the situation. This was such a cool moment for me. I was like, that's that's pretty darn cool. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Shinpei gathers everyone. Ushio shares everyone's memories. And so we get Mio, Sao, and Tokiko. They're all hanging out in the gym. And Nezu is watching over them with a sniper rifle to protect them. So we're going to talk about these other characters. Mio first. Thoughts on Mio? She was there. I liked her shadow better. Troy's favorite character. <laughs> I have strong feelings. The English dub was a little rough with Mio. Um, it's almost like Valley Girl. No matter what they're talking about, no matter how life and death it is, she's like, Shinpei? Um, it's not quite Valley Girl, though. It's, it's, it's not quite right. I think what really bugged me about her character is she just ended up being more of a pawn of if she dies, Shinpei tries to restart because that's like the goal is to keep Mio alive. And she ends up having a bunch of off-screen deaths that just don't matter. And it's like, oh, they won. Time to restart. And it's like she just, when she was interacting, it was very interpersonal relationship stuff. And I was like, yeah, but what are the shadows contemplating right now? <laughs> so don't care I, about her. I, it, I'll say her writing was well done, and I I think the scenes with her were fairly important as far as driving the story forward. I just didn't care about her. Um, I didn't have a problem with her, but she was definitely like just background. Um, she she no longer, especially in this half, regular Mio, human Mio, no longer really got much attention didn't really deserve it um and it's kind of weird because like you're saying they made her so important in the first half like everything rides on her shoulders if she dies it's game over um essentially the bad guys could kill her and force shenpei to go back and loop they don't even have to kill him they just got to kill her uh so so it was kind of odd that she took such a back seat but shadow mio stayed um relevant through both 
of these halves of the season. And Shadow Mio was was pretty good because she's almost like a tsundere, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or a tsundere. Notice ah, me, senpai. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you know Yondere. what I'm trying to say. Notice me, yep. brother. I'm, well, <laughs> um, but uh, but but I it it also leads me to that question that we have, which is why is Ushio's shadow so similar to her and everybody else's shadow? Well, I mean, maybe maybe it's because it's the eye, um, and the eye does a better better job of copying. I don't know, but Mio Mio specifically calls out that she smells like mom, and or Shadow Mio mm-hmm. does. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's yeah, that like it, she is a part of uh, Hiroko, so mm-hmm. like. That's why she has the copying abilities. That's why she has the hacking abilities. Like that, those are uh, Hiroko's powers. So, yeah. And also, Mio last season or last or the first half said that she can only make one copy, mm-hmm. where uh, Hiroko can make as many as she wants. Yeah, yeah. And and so I guess the copies are just more accurate that Hiroko makes. Um, well, not necessarily that that Hiroko makes more like that Hiroko becomes. So in this way, Ushio, when she made a copy of the real human Ushio, actually got a better copy. Because I got the impression that Shadow Mio was like the shadow of Mio, like the dark side of Mio. Right. And But we don't see that with Ushio. It's very different. There is, and that either means there is no dark side to Ushio, which is really weird. I mean, maybe, but... Or it means that when Hiruko makes a copy for herself, it's different in some way. So the the third shadow that we can kind of use to figure this out is the doctor's wife. We don't get much with her, but she also didn't seem like a off version of herself. She seemed very much her own self. Once they freed her from her control, right? That's the big. Mm-hmm. Once you're once you're no longer controlled by um, Heine, then you're just the data that you were copied. Mm-hmm. And she's again. This is just my impression, and we don't mm-hmm. really get. We never have to meet the wife, so I'm I'm assuming. But she does seem very normal, like Ushio. Yeah. So I, my only thought was that n- not that Shadow Mio is like a bad copy, but that she had so much other stuff she was doing in between when she was copied and when she was freed. But Trauma. the wife the, the wife was murdering her own husband, and it didn't seem to affect anything. So I don't know. Yeah. Well, the murder part was a direct um, Hiruko uh, override. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it was. Uh, what am I trying to say? It was a direct command from Hiroko. Right. And but before that direct command, we were under the impression that she didn't know she was a shadow. Yeah, right. Just like Ushio. Right. And so even before that, she was very much uh, Sao's mom. So so my theory was that because they even pointed out that Shadow Mio was not allowed to go around the normal directive that the shadows have. She was given special orders, like she cut the bike brakes, but she wasn't allowed to just go murder Mia like she's supposed to. Um, she was being very much used as a puppet and a tool, and that maybe that affected her and that those different experiences have made her slightly different from regular Mio. So the wife murdering her husband, though, I feel like that would have also affected her. And I, I, it's just not enough a sample size to know. Yeah. Well, and and it's it's just really weird, too, that even when she was freed, there isn't a single moment where Shadow Mio like 
breaks fractures like exposes any kind of behavior or personality that I would associate with human Mio. Like there mm. isn't even one moment where we get a glimpse of, oh, yeah, I, that's the same person. Like she didn't suck at cooking all of a sudden or something like that. Right. And she and, also didn't like have a strong, you know, attraction to Shinpei. Like, yes, yeah, she did. It was a evil, like a vicious. Yeah. <laughs> but, it, but it wasn't the it wasn't like aggressive or anything. It was just like, hey, I like you. That was about it. Now, there were a couple of shots where her face contorted, but it, it was like she wasn't acting on it. It, the shadow Mio just came off smarter, more reserved, more observant, more uh, capable of understanding, you know, and, and more empathetic, which is crazy because she's the killer. Right. But but more empathetic of other people. She could read them. So to, so to close this out and bring it back, uh, my thoughts on Mio is that she was a really frustrating character. Um, kind of with you guys, not much, but there's a lot of interesting stuff there that I feel like we didn't touch on because of Shadow Mio. She, she's the only one who has to deal with her own self standing next to her all the time. That's a good point. And, and, and it's basically like if your subconscious became a person and was standing next to you, you had to keep being like, oh, no, no, that's my subconscious. Don't listen to that. <laughs> no one needs to hear what subconscious <laughs> has to say. Um, that's fascinating stuff. And it does push Mio to make her confession. But she does, and then it's just done, and that it didn't matter. <laughs> it didn't change anything for her. Like, yeah. we get that confession scene, and then it gives nothing to the story. It was just like, well, oh. We... That version of her dies. So, and then when we go back in the final loop, it's before the confession was ever made. Even though there is actually a little bit of an arc ending for her and so, but it doesn't have anything to do with that confession No, she's going to reject him again. No, we didn't see the rejection. She asked a so question. So we don't know. Instead of simply saying no. She asked that the first time. I don't think so. She asked, what do you like about me? I don't think so, because I think what did you like about me was supposed to be a big pivoting point for them. No, I swear in the first half at the, the festival, episode three, mm-hmm. she's, she asked, what do, what do you like about me? Mm, maybe. I felt like that was repeating exactly. Yeah, I, I, was like, yeah, oh. I think you're right. But hmm. But it didn't finish out the scene, so we can only assume. Yeah, but then they also yeah. point out like he confessed last year, which we never got to hear about. That I I just got the feeling maybe that things have changed. changed. Uh. No, well, so Ushio's alive, so maybe Mio knows she has no chance. Yeah, and so who knows? Unless she Ushio kills her. Ushio was alive last year. <laughs> yeah, our prophecy yeah. of Mio being the villain comes true. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Um, it's like in the final moments, gets a knife in the back. Right, uh, yep. Uh, so and Tokiko, your guys' thoughts? I liked Tokiko. Um, her redemption from, you know, being bad guy. Like I thought she was going full bad guy uh, in the first I, half. When she showed up, I thought she was mastermind. I'm like, oh, here's the boss. <laughs> right. Right. She had the closed eyes, so it's like, oh, yep, yeah, there's yep. the smart one. Um, yep. I I really liked her two shadows that were very loyal to her. Yeah. Even like they disobeyed uh, Hiroko, which I thought was great. Um, now that was because they got hacked, but we didn't get told that until a little bit later. So it was really cool in the moment. Right. Um, so is good, but he feels not as impactful as in the first half. 
which is unfortunate because I I know we were both hoping that he would get a bit more screen time. Um, and he really didn't. But yeah. Yeah, he got his whole moment with his dad and then that kind of resolved. And then he just didn't quite matter anymore, except that he was now part of this band of shadow hunters. But mm-hmm. so I, I guess that's really my issue with the whole thing, because like I said, he has the scene with his dad. Right. But it doesn't do anything to the story. And I think, again, I don't think it's it did a lot writing. for the story. What are you talking about? His no. dad's the reason Hiroko's even there that... alive. All right. Okay, so their resolution between them two, yes, that didn't do much for the story. Th- thank you. But but it was a leverage point because before they had their moment, So's dad is basically a bad guy. And he I... wants the world to burn in order to get his wife. So after, <laughs> after they have their moment, he turns around and starts helping them and gives them all the information they need. No, no, that's not the moment. The moment yeah, is when he shows them his mother's ashes. That's their father. Some moment. And he's like, yeah, I, I wasn't going to pass this on to you. I was going to pass it on to your sister because you're too good of a person. And they wouldn't um, have had that moment unless they had their right, moment. But that moment didn't their do resolution. anything for so. He didn't but, he didn't grow from it, he didn't change from it, it didn't impact it. that they the the story is so full, it's brimming, it really is. It's so full that it doesn't have time for these character beats to to breathe afterwards. Like So I got a question as far as arcs go. Um is it a valid arc to have a character start in the correct mindset? question their values and then return to the correct mindset. Sure. Yeah. I'd say that's what he did because he started with a good impression of his family and his father and then went to like this horrible scene where he's like, my dad is a monster. Look, he shot my sister and then things got repaired. And now he's like, okay, I have a realistic understanding of what my family is, but I think I can make something good out of this. And still have a positive. So it kind of seems like it starts high, goes down, comes back up, and stays high. The the work? bullet the bullet points are there. Everything's mm. there except for, it, it's very much like Shinpei stating out his flaw. The characters thought You're of a flaw. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> it, it's just not. It's not breathing through the story naturally. It's very much like, okay, we we needed to have so have a conversation with his father about why he wasn't chosen. That is done. We can move on. That's goodbye. And then not so like later being like, no, I'm going to take the head. I'm going to be the head of his family or something. Just anything to show that moment had an impact on him. And it's it's the waves are rippling out organically through the story. Um, and, and he's a side character, so there doesn't need to be much. Uh, but like you said, yeah. I had I had a lot of hope for so because I felt there was a lot of potential in the setup. You know, he was the son that wasn't told about the family business and yeah. and had, had believed in everybody and was such a golden hearted character. And then had to find out his family was the villains and they was they have a scene to address it. But they it's again, it's it's just bullet points. We addressed it. OK, we're moving on. And, and again, I don't think it's bad writing. I think the story is just so full and brimming. That to really flesh it out, you so, needed like three more episodes. 
Yeah. Uh, plus, okay. if you were trying to do that and give him this great arc and everything, and you know that in episode 25 you're doing an epilogue for a different timeline where he's not going to remember anything that happened, yeah. what's the point? Yeah, <laughs> I guess that's true, too. Um, and maybe that's the issue. Again, so I, I don't think... It's not that they're not doing it, but there's something missing from the aftermath of like it, it just mm. it's not naturally getting told in the story it's like bullet point we had the conversation that we were supposed to have <laughs> yeah right. uh otherwise uh tokiko is awesome uh the only thing is though is that her final battle we never get to see it we never see her like i have to redeem myself she just says hey i'm basically sacrificing myself and we don't really find out if she did what happened with that Again, the bullet points there, but we had to move on to facing Shida. She's not the main character. <laughs> yeah, same thing happened with Nezu, right? The old man, right? Where he's just, like, "I'm gonna do it. Time. I'm gonna hold him off." And then it's like, "Oh look, Shida's Shida's here." What does that mean? <laughs> oh, I guess Nezu's dead. <laughs> yeah, Nezu's didn't make it. No, because it was nope. the it was <laughs> the other one, the one that was traveling with Heine. Oh, I know that too. There oh, that's two, right. But I'm pretty sure that one caught up to them first, didn't it? Maybe not. I thought it was a different one that caught up to them, and then one, the one with Heine is the one they fight inside the grotto. We'll get to that part. Yeah, we'll get and, to it. And does it even matter? <laughs> <laughs> right. So Shinpei now is is in the school gymnasium. He's all these characters have had their memories restored from previous loops, thanks to Ushio, and he gives this speech. speech. He's the leader. Speech. This is where he stands. Before the speech, I love this part, (laughs) and it's kind of important. That's the only reason I'm interrupting you. Okay. He has a vision of Of the the ground kind of crumbling behind him. And this is the moment he realizes, oh, yes, I'm looping, and I'm my checkpoints keep getting pushed further and further towards the 24th. What I didn't account for is that the time between checkpoints is getting shorter and shorter. And that that vision is him. If he doesn't spend enough time alive, he will fall into the void and then just he won't loop. Which I guess is worse than death. He was playing a roguelite the whole time. Yeah. You just thought there was saves. You, 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 uh... (laughs) You said that correctly because he comes back with knowledge. Yeah, there's a little bit of persistency between the loops. Yeah, if he didn't remember, it'd be a rogue light, uh, like, yep. a rogue light. I now we just know need those to see two different things. Yes. <laughs> yep. And now we just need to see the isekai in rogue go to the and father of them all. Nezu <laughs> is killed by Shadow Mio, and then. Shinpei suddenly is back in his kitchen making a sandwich. The episode just ends like he was talking and then suddenly he's just in his kitchen. We don't get to see this death. He doesn't even realize he died. He's like, wait, I just looped again because the shadows have decided let's just kill him over and over again. (laughs) And they got Nezu's sniper rifle. Yep. And they got Nezu's sniper rifle. Now, this um, is where we find out about the 50 meter rule. Right. Yeah. So when he gets everyone back in the gym, does it all again, and they're like, wait, wouldn't they sniper you now? And he's like, no, because we have the actual sniper rifle, and if it was a copy of the sniper rifle, the bullet can't go f- 
no copied object can go 50 meters beyond the per- whoever made it. That's a shadow rule. Um, mm-hmm. So and Ushio can sense shadows that are close, like 50 meters or more. I don't know what her limit exactly of sensing yeah. is, but clearly that is within the limit. And so she'd know if there were shadows attacking them. Right. But in the last loop, she did not sense them. So whatever that range of the sniper rifle was, is out of her range. A real sniper rifle. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he tells everyone, Hey, we're looping again, but also now there's a limit on the looping. If if I die, I'm going to go. I, he thinks he has one loop with the amount of time that he currently has one more yeah. loop. Um, and he warns everyone about that. And then they just they come up with the, the plan. And basically he's out in the schoolyard and this army of shadow creatures come marching in. All the townspeople that are shadows with Shide and um, right now, Heine, but right now she's. Uh, she already, what I liked sure, about yeah. this is before the shadows show up, um, Shinpei calls it. He's like, they're going to come hunt me. So this is the great, perfect place to do a trap. I, I really like that that was called out by them. Mm-hmm. So they do lay a trap. He's like, hey, well, no tricks. Let's just have a fight. And then he runs away. And it's like, all tricks, all tricks. And <laughs> yes. Shinpei's like, You're, you guys are cheating. You said no tricks. What is going on? Um, <laughs> So in the course of this battle, and this is probably one of my favorite up there in the top top five moments of the whole anime, um, we have Mio and so in Tokiko, they defeat Shadow Mio. They manage to pin her down. Uh, meanwhile, Shinpei gets Shide and Shinpei gets Shide and Haine into the gym. With help of Ushio. Ushio can now super fast travel by making her leg shadows and carry Shinpei around. So this is the scene that I saw months and months and months ago, which I just hooked me as far as visuals. They're in the corridor and Shide's about to shoot or no, does shoot mm. um uh she uh Shinpei. As Shinpei. Uh but this is actually Rianosuke's two second in the future vision of him getting shot. And so he moves into the way of the bullet to take mm-hmm. the hit. Um, th- it's just so beautifully done, like the, the animation wise. Yeah. But then another layer on that is you find out Heine was like, I told you he, he would jump into the way. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, yeah, I love the I love the tactical game that's always happening. Anyway, they get him into the gym. They douse him with gasoline that Ushio has created. Ushio now has shorter hair because she can turn the strands of her hair into stuff, and she's been using it to create, well, all this gasoline. And Shinpei lights them on fire. Uh, he's, he shoots at them. They shoot at him. He gets shot in the chest. But we find out later he's wearing a bulletproof vest. Smart. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> I wanted to put that on earlier. He read on the internet how to make it. <laughs> um, Ushio gets dragged into the fire by Shide. But then turns out the fire she was in was an illusion. No, no she's it's behind. her fire, so it doesn't hurt her. No. That she was, was not a real her. Right. That was just a wad of hairs that she made look and feel like Oh, her. okay. And so she was actually teleported behind him and punched through his gut while he thought he was holding her down. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then they see an arm in Shide, so this is where they figure out that 
forearm or she day is a actual human. Um, but covered in shadow. Heine yep. copies and absorbs all the air in the room, <laughs> and, and which was great because the fire goes out instantly and the gla- windows blow and I'm like, oh, the oxygen just all disappeared. And <laughs> and Shippei couldn't breathe. Uh, they find out if it's in a container, yeah, shadow can do that. And the gym counted <laughs> as one container. giant container. <laughs> The implications, the implications of being able to create a liquid and that liquid still has the properties of whatever it was is terrifying because like there's a scene later on where one like someone offers someone else some tea and I'm like, oh, no, don't drink that. You drink that. And then like shadow just explodes out of you. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Chest burster shadow. Right. (laughs) Yep. Um, but yeah, they, so the result of this battle is that uh, Heine and Chide get away, but they have captured Shadow Mio and they hack her, much like they already did with Gil and Rose, which are the mm-hmm. babe, giant babies that follow Tokiko around. Um, and so now Shadow Mio is on the team, which again, I love the, the the power dynamics always fluctuating. Who has the advantage? Who has the disadvantage? Oh, very cool. Um, In the first half, Mio like her mannerisms and like her serial killerness <laughs> don't go away, which no, is fantastic. So even yeah. though she's disconnected and she's like sworn allegiance to this side, you're every scene she's in, you're like, is she going to murder somebody? She's right. going to stab somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Cause yeah, she's she always really got did. that persona of I'm going to stab you. Yep. So shadow Mio explains how copying and birthing are two different things. Um, Heine can give birth to as many shadows as she wants. All those shadows can give birth to one shadow, and then those shadows can't give birth to any shadows. So there is kind of a limit. <laughs> um, then they go to visit uh, Dr. Hishigata, who's So and Tokiko's father. Um, his house has completely been a- inside. Everything's been erased by shadows. And they so go pissed because he's like, he's told me to meet him at this time and he's yep. not here. Uh, they travel down to the basement where the morgue is. Ushio's body is gone. That's something they could use because it would help shadow Ushio. <laughs> so he, oh, human Ushio's body's gone. So Ushio can't copy her and get her data restored. Um, and then they find a secret tunnel and they go in it and they find So's mom, who we learned is a shadow, his whole plan was I'm going to turn my wife into a shadow so she'll live forever, um, and she's killing him on Heine's orders. They hack the, the the shadow mom, so now she's the regular mom in shadow form. We're good again, and they're like, hey, you need to tell us what's going on, or we're going to just copy your data and figure it out. And he's like, Tokiko, kill them all. And Tokiko's like, no, I'm on their side now. And so he shoots Tokiko. Yeah. <laughs> and then Tokiko turns out actually is Shadow Mio in disguise. And then they do copy him and they're like, no, we can't read him. He's immune. He's like, wait, I'm what? <laughs> his whole plan was to turn himself, let himself be turned into a shadow so him and his wife could live in whatever paradise world that Heine wants to take the shadows to. Now, is she taking them back to space or the bottom of the ocean? I got it the- was implied ocean. Yeah, that's the impression I got. But maybe not. Like, it wasn't really clear. Hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, so now he's really upset, and <laughs> he's, so he, 
he agrees to start talking after this. Now, we never learn how his shadow died. Right. But I'm guessing, just because he's such a piece of garbage, that it was She-Day just messing with him. Just like and making it part of his armor because we see that we actually see she yeah. refix his armor by touching the ner- shadow nurse and absorbing her into his mud, which is the dead shadows that he wears on himself. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming you're probably right. That's how this went down. <laughs> yeah. So now that he's talking, him and So have a really important pivotal moment with each other. Oh my goodness! <laughs> it's really, really like core. ties together. Yeah, it's the core storyline. Yeah. It actually doesn't happen until later. You're, you're way off. <laughs> <laughs> um, he does reveal that if Heine dies, all shadows will die, including Ushio. Um, yeah, she wants to return to the ocean in a shadow paradise. I wrote that down, so it's the ocean. And then he has a list of all island inhabitants who have been absorbed by Heine, and he knows Shide's true identity. Oh, okay, so... Because we don't know it up until this point, right? Right, right. We know his name is Shide. It's been hinted it's connected with the clinic somehow, but that's really all we've been able to figure out. Is this where he describes the two families that some became doctors, some became temple people? That that's So that's in the next episode. It's this okay. same conversation, but we're, it's hidden from us until we're face-to-face with him. It's revealed at the same time. However... Okay. So we're in episode 17, and the episode starts with Ushio walking in on a showering Miss Nagumo and wanting to feel her <laughs> chest and getting to And I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> right? <laughs> Come on. And then they have, like, a really actual important conversation right after that, and I was just so... <laughs> Come on. <laughs> we're doing so well. <laughs> what color are your panties? <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> um that no, this night, moment th- this matters a lot later on <laughs> yeah um everyone so everyone goes to sleep um and ushio sees nezu is sneaking out and she goes with him and he find out in his home he has the shadow of his wife locked to the wall nailed to the wall and where he feeds her all this time all these years um and it was he just wasn't ready to kill it yet. He knows it's not his wife, but it also kind of is. So he he's there to kill it. And and this was a really sad moment. But again, it doesn't really matter to anything. But it it started going nuts because uh, we find out Hidako at this point has basically done a no holds bar on a lot of her shadows. Yeah, he does like, say he's never go... acted like this before. Yeah, and so th- this this is one of the reasons. Like this is the same actions that so's mom was that's why she was doing it as well okay so yeah then we see forearm absorb the shadow nurse shinpei wakes up the next morning and he realizes he's no longer as close to the edge so he has more time for looping than he did before because he's actually moved forward in the timeline and so they set out in teams to go shadow hunting for the day and him and Ushio go to t- check out a uh, teacher's home who they know was a shadow due to the funeral. Oh, guys, we got confirmation that Shinpei was copied at the funeral. We, yes. We yes. argued about that. He yes. was. And 
in Shiori's house. It happened both times. It was an update in Shiori's house. I, okay. I don't I don't care. Um, <laughs> uh yeah, yeah. So they they don't find the teacher in her home, but they do find her out in the forest trying to kill kids. We get a flashback of Ushio and the teacher. This is where you know, don't use your fist for violence, use them to hold hands. Um, Unless you're going to murder children. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then the so teacher they, doesn't live by her, her own rules. Yep. So they, they defeat the shadows and they save the kids. There's a scene where Ushio talks in like a demonic voice. And I don't remember it being explained because Heine also talks in that voice later. And I don't remember them ever saying what they were saying mattered. Do you remember this? Uh-uh. Oh, okay. Well, it did happen because I wrote it's it a down. Fever dream? Okay. <laughs> Look, I'm very lazy. I don't write something unless I absolutely have. To. Okay. <laughs> All right. Then he goes to the sh- the the shrine to talk to the priest, uh, whose name is Kirikiri, but we'll just call him Shide because it's Shide. Um, mm. So there's a lot in this conversation. We, Jason, I know you have an aspect that you want to talk about. I have something I want to mention. Um, but basically, he sits and talks with them, knowing it's Shide. But they're there to get confirmation because he has to have a burnt hand from the the battle. But he doesn't. But he's like, ah, it's got to be him. What drives me crazy? So we're about yeah. to find out this man is 300 years old, and he's like, man, I love video games. <laughs> <laughs> and for some reason, that's just weird to me that this 300 year old guy is like, no, no, I'm a video game. Nerd. <laughs> Final Fantasy VII was awesome. Yeah, he's talking about how much I love. Okay, so I do. That's what I wanted to mention. He talks about how much he loves Final Fantasy VII. He's really excited for Final Fantasy VII remake, remake to, to come yes. out. So that uh, puts a timestamp. He's not on that. that excited, apparently. <laughs> I know, right? He's gonna yeah, end the world that's first. True. That's a good point. But because, like, what we know about Heine, that she's a, a, a you know came down as a meteor and. I was like, oh my god, he sees himself as Sephiroth. That yes. that Heide's Genova and that he is doing You're his right. mother's will. And and he played Final Fantasy VII and was like, I totally get the one winged angel. I don't know who this stupid cloud guy is, but one winged angel is the clearly the protagonist of the story. Gotta do that. <laughs> That's what I wanted to talk about in the conversation, just because I love that little connection. But Jason, they talk about something that you want to talk about. Uh Shinpei asks him, like, if you copy one piece of data, or, like, if a person is copied one for one to another person, so you have two of the persons, are they both the same? Are they both originals? And Shide says yes, which got me thinking. It's been tickling the back of my brain for, like, days now. Like, the idea that if I have a 100101 and I copy that over here, it's still the same ones and zeros. Is there a difference between the two besides their creation timestamp? Um, and if I have two word docs, like I treat them the same until one's been edited differently than the other. So it's a very interesting. Um, it's a very interesting idea that is a copy of something. If it's exactly the same the same because that's that's what that's the thing we're working with with ushio's shadow everyone treats her as if she's ushio um so yeah i, I found i found that fascinating mm-hmm. 
It, it is. I, I love this topic whenever it comes up in cloning stuff. I remember there was a book I read a long time ago where this kid um, started cloning himself and the clones were imperfect. And so they started deviating pretty psychotically from him. There were, there were some stories I saw that, or read that were really interesting because even from that moment of creation, like you're right, that timestamp is the only difference. But from that point, they start deviating simply because they know each other exists. And so you get a very interesting divergence of how they're going to behave or simply even like if there's only one knowing that you're a clone completely changes your behavior. Uh, there's a series of books called the Bobaverse that is a really good series of books that focuses on like clone identities and stuff as these ships are uh, really personalities that are duplicating themselves in space. Um, but I guess the one thing that I would wonder about is when a shadow copies you, like you said, with, you know, if it's physical data, one, zero, one, one, zero, one, or electronic, right? But I'm just saying, like, if it is something that uh, we understand and we comprehend and you know that you have copied that exactly 100% accurately, then yes. But what if there is a component that isn't physical, right? And I'm going to say, like, what if there's a soul? What if there's a consciousness that is attached to something that's not just your body. And what if the copy wasn't able to capture that because it's only able to capture the physical data. And if that's the case, it would explain why you have two distinct personalities, right? Like so, the difference between Mio and Shadow Mio is the real distinct real one. Yeah, the real soul, the real consciousness, and then a duplicate that's a little bit hollow. So it, it always reminds me of uh the bad guy in Invincible, where he's like, all right, you're the clone. No, you're the clone. No, you are the clone. <laughs> the clone, baby. <laughs> you guys had to have seen Mad TV skit. Arnold clone, baby? No. Um, oh, my God. It's classic. You, you with have to watch Tim and it. Eric and, like, all these just <sighs> weird things. Dude, Mad TV's clone. You have to look it up and watch it. It is so good. Okay, so I want to wait on the subject too. I have thoughts, guys. Okay, okay. Sorry, what did you think about it? Um, so there is spoilers for the Prestige. Just comes up in the Prestige. And there's a recent mm -hmm. horror movie where this happened. In the horror movie, I don't even know if it's fully horror, but he he goes to an island, and if you commit a crime, you you get executed. But if you're rich enough, you can pay to have a clone created, and the clone will be killed in your place, and you have to watch it. That's a very recent movie that came out, but there's something else where it was like, we're going to create an instant clone of you and one of them will die. And it's a flip. It's really like a coin flip, whether you're going to be the, oh, I know what it is. It was nine, 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 nine doors, nine. It was like a, a anime visual novel puzzle story. And there's like three of them huh. um, mm. called nine doors. And it had to do with clones but one of them is going to die instantly either you or the clone and does it matter which one dies and does it matter which one lives because it'll be instant copy so they don't continue on together like you were talking about and it's really 50 50 if you're the one who dies or are you the clone but does it matter um that always really bugged me like oh that, that's rough because <laughs> yeah. you technically have existed you kept going but did you but it's um, not you. Right. Your consciousness. So, so when it. people start talking about copying and are they the same, my answer is usually yes, because I go back to these death scenes. And yeah, if I was created an instant copy, I wouldn't want to die just because another me is going to keep going. Right. 
So I, I consider them separate entities. Like the both. Star Trek teleporter problem, right? Yeah, right. with Riker. Yeah. Right, exactly. Oh, God, I forgot that happened. There's two Rikers in the universe. Yeah. Oh, my God, I forgot about that, too. Yeah. <laughs> and they go on All to right. have very different careers. <laughs> okay, back, back to the story. Uh, are you good, good, Jason? Or did you have any yeah. wrapping points on your topic? Uh, no, just that I found it very fascinating because there comes a point where we find out a lot of people got copied, but society just kind of continued on its normal. And then, and then the question becomes, if your spouse is replaced by a shadow and you can't tell the difference, is that still your wife? That is a good question. The first wife, I imagine it is. (laughs) Or is not. Yeah. Um, Okay. You get to the part where, and I do want to praise the anime because, like, um, what was that god anime we watched where the gods fought the demons? You guys remember that? Oh, and we, Jason, you didn't. Yeah, Jason didn't finish it because it got really so bad. bad with what it was showing. Yeah, right? this villain backstory implies very similar things, huh? but. Merely just implies with it. And as you think about it, you're like, oh, my God, this is horrible. This is disgusting. This is a monster. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't make me watch him do That's it. That's right. It didn't didn't shove it in my face and say, look yep. at how horrible he is exactly. all the time. Mm-hmm. And isn't it kind of hot, too, at the same time? Right. Uh, it doesn't try to convince you of that. Um, I, I wanted to be clear on that because someone asked me when I was watching this, like, isn't that disgusting? I'm like, oh, it's totally disgusting. But it's off screen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I right. can just be, I can just hate him from afar and don't have to revel in his acts but okay so his origin story is he was there 300 years ago when Heine got killed by the by um the whale (laughs) the whale um he took her in and had a child with her that is half human half shadow but then he figured out that she can transfer his consciousness into the baby because it was an exact clone of him Mm mm-hmm and then he's kept doing this for 300 years. So it's just all the wrongs. Just all of them. Child. Stealing the body. I mean, so. He's, he's the technically, son. He's also the husband. Technically, and the this entity is eons old. Hiroku, yeah. Or Hiroku. But it is still disturbing that it's Hiroku a child's is, body. Heine is part of it, just like Ushio is part of. Ushio. Right, right. No, it's right. still disturbing. Yeah, it's the Heine part that's so disturbing. Yeah, he is the worst. Yeah. <laughs> well, and he gets, he gets. I, I want to say he gets worse, but you can't get worse than that. He stays consistently horrible. Right, right. <laughs> okay, so yeah, he's like, yeah, oh yeah, totally me. I'm totally the bad guy. Mm. And Shinpei is getting ready to shoot him, but he's struggling because he's not the kind of person to shoot someone in cold blood. So Ushio like, slices. I like how he's like, and you were expecting to see a burn on my hand, but there's no burn. What are you going to do now? <laughs> and he wrong, goes Shinpei. full like psycho bad guy. Yep. I love it. Yep. And so Ushio but, slices his head in half. Which mm. I like at this moment. Shinpei's like, no, don't. Something's wrong. Mm. We need to step back and slice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> impetuous right and then ushio is killed by another shide who's been hiding in the room who has a spear and stabs her shadow and so she so i want uh, sorry i I keep interrupting you but this was so it, it i love this scene because 
there's such a time gap from the last shadow that was killed that you almost it's kind of shoved into the back of your mind that to kill a shadow you got to hit their shadow yeah so when the blade hit the floor behind ushio i was like oh who's that what the oh wait She's already like this, dead. <laughs> there's like this couple seconds of like realization for everyone in the room, including the viewer. And it was just what a great scene. Cause like also it's like, Oh no. And then, you know, then officer, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So Ushio's dead, leaving only her locket behind. And then this Shide kills Shinpei as he's being murdered as well. But while bragging, like, I guess Ushio's not coming back to the time loop. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so Shinpei wakes up back when he saved the kids, but except for now Ushio, of course, is not there because she wasn't there. She was the looping with him was there. So she's erased from the moment. And then Heine shows up and she was always there when he saved the kids as a, she was there as a crow. And she's like, Oh, I noticed you have Ushio with you. And the oh that that uh, edge of eternity thing that you've been talking about that's back. <laughs> so <laughs> if I kill you right now, you're screwed. So she surrounds him with shadows, but then she sees his pocket glowing and runs away from it. Now we know we know the the thing in the pocket is the memories of Ushio and that she's still conscious, still alive slightly. Why is Heine afraid of it? Because Heine doesn't know it's just memories. Heine thinks Ushio's oh. around and that she's a danger. And without Shide there, she's too afraid to engage Ushio. She thinks they failed to kill Ushio. Correct. And, and so, because she's seen Ushio come from his watch before. That makes there sense earlier or later when they're like, we they thought the plan was to create two Ushios. But right. that, that wasn't it. They were restoring each other. Okay. They just needed one. <laughs> well, they couldn't even had to. But again, Heine doesn't know that. She thinks they have a full Ushio in their pocket and are trying to grab a second Ushio and have a two Ushio team. They could have. How? Because the second Ushio is still floating around in the water. They would have had the trainer and all that. Well, I guess they could have passed memories. Passed the memories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that would still only be one. The locket can't become a full. No, no, no. no. It, if she had not she died, die. if she had not died right. there at the temple, right? Then yes, they could have. had Yes, to. then they could. Mm-hmm. Correct. Okay. Yep. Um, he tries to call everyone and warn them, and the, the, <laughs> this is so mean. The anime it shows him talking right? like, "Okay, I need you guys to meet me here, and we're gonna do this." And then it goes back to Shinpei, and he's looking at his phone, and it says, "You can't call." And I was like, "Oh, do they get cut off?" No. He never could call. <laughs> Heine has taken on Shinpei's form and has managed to copy his cell phone back in the third loop. Yeah. And so now can call everyone and puts them where she wants them. She sends Mio and So to one place and then everyone else out to this little mini island off the island. And that way. And so I, he like, has how this... he, I like how Hizuru is still suspicious of it. Yeah. He's just like, mm, this doesn't seem right. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Shide meets Mio and So. Um, Shinpei gets the kids back to the thing. And then Nagumo goes to the island by herself and faces off against Shide. Again, a second Shide. We now know there's multiple of him running around. And her and Mionosuke have this huge anime battle with him that they manage to win 
because she basically is like, you got to go all out. And he's like, no, I'll hurt you. They can talk to each other now. And he's, she's like, mm, doesn't matter. We're here to win this. And the only way to win this is for you to go 100%. Uh, so he does, and he's able to possess the, again, Shide's body is covered in, in dead shadows, so it's just an armor, and in, in, uh, they can possess it and take it off of him, and they win the fight. But Shinpei, when he reaches um, the other Shide, Shadow Mio shows up with him and kills that Shide, and then they find Tokiko, and she's dying, and they realize, okay, things didn't go great at the beach. <laughs> um, after after that they won the fight, so he loops, and then he saves Mio. Well, he also he also found out that uh, she, Mio oh, Mio's dead. died. Yeah, Mio's yeah. dead in this in this loop. So he loops. He goes and he saves Mio, and so when he gets back to the beach, because Shide has now all the memories from Heine who looped, he wins the fight easy this time, and he's like, "Hey, thank you for looping. That made it way easier." Mm-hmm. And uh. They Heine and him run away because they see the thing in the pocket again. But uh, Shinpei's getting ready to loop. He's like, "No, I gotta save her." And Mio's like, "No, you you can't loop this time. <laughs> you you yeah. gotta stay here." Well, and, because uh, you'll fall off the void. You won't mm-hmm. loop. Mm-hmm. So Miss Nagumo dies. Guys, a time looping anime where someone actually died. <laughs> yeah, one of their most powerful allies too. Mm-hmm. And this is on the tale of Ushio dying, and we still haven't been told that Ushio can be resurrected. However, mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't get sad, guys. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't feel it. Mm-hmm. I a major character died in a Star Wars card kids cartoon that I watched. Lost a major character, and I got really sad. And I watched this, and I didn't get sad. And I'm like. There's something wrong with the characters. Maybe it's Star just... Wars. Maybe the Star Wars one just sucked all of your sad emotion out, and there was nothing. Was no, second. no, I watched this one first. <laughs> Hold oh. on. So I, I'm pretty sure that one bias. Yes. But two, yeah. um, I, <laughs> I felt a lot of disappointment. Well, not disappointment, but sadness from the scene because it was so shocking. And the reason it was shocking to me was because. When they looped, like everything kind of played out the same. And so I was just expecting it to be the same of her, like maybe mid battle or she was fighting or she had just won or something like that. No, it spear through the chest. It's like, no. Yeah, that that was my reaction as well. Yeah. I I was like, oh, dang. Oh, cool. He's got Ryanosuke now. (laughs) Because she transferred Ryanosuke over to him. Yeah. I I still missed her though. Like I I would rather ha- have had her than have him have Rianosuke Rino- powers. Yeah. Yeah. I just I wasn't emotionally crushed like I should be when a character twenty episodes in is killed. I just I think there's just me. I think there's just something about with a looping anime. You've seen her die. You so said many that last times. time. <laughs> well, but you did. Like, how many more times have you seen her die? And in gruesome ways. Like, but there comes time... a point where you do get like callous towards the death of these characters too but this time hit different for me because i knew he couldn't loop again Mm -hmm. so it's just like oh she's 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 gone i was more like oh that's so cool that they managed to kill a character in a time looping story clever so clever but the emotional impact just wasn't there Mm. guess uh you need to watch more emotional anime yeah like his neighbor (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, I really did think, man, a relationship chart would go so far in this anime because <laughs> he loves her and she loves him. It's not that complicated. Well, Tokiko also gets involved, and yeah, Tokyo so... seems to like Mio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So So and Tokiko like Mio. Mio likes Shinpei. Shinpei likes Ushio. Ushio likes Shinpei back. Nagumo and that's likes. The end of it. Books. Yeah. And, and killing things. <laughs> sore back. Uh, yes. <laughs> I love that they mentioned that. That's so dumb. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, they t- So that he talks with. Shinpei talks with Dr. Hishigata about Shide having multiple bo- bodies. He says he believed he used to preserve his bodies, but he thought they were all lost in the war. But somehow. He does seem to be keeping all his old bodies around so he can use. Now, it has been mentioned, if you copy his bodies, there's no data to be found. And that's not just right. the armor. That's his actual self has no data. Is this where we find out that um, Hiroko got injured in the war? Maybe. Because of the fire? Yeah, so that's why he can't get any more new bodies. Because she got hurt, and that's I, why he, that's why he's so angry and raging is because he knows this is the end. He can't live forever like he was planning to do. So, so since I I can't live forever, everyone's coming with me. You're right. Um, as far as like that's his motivation, but what I remember is that it was because uh, Hizuru started spending time with her and then like she ate the body ate ate her brother and then when the eyes split and then there were more yeah he blames like, nagumo he for blames everything. nagumo he was pointing his hand at her and saying it's your fault that's when she stopped being strong enough to do these things and i did skip over when nagumo was pointing out to Haine, like he's not on your side mm-hmm. and she even tells that to shinpei she's like Haine's a kid that guy's a monster. Yeah, she asks Shinpei to save her. Like, don't kill Heine. It's not her fault. <laughs> After everything that she's done. <laughs> right. Um, I know she ate my brother. Yeah. But it's okay, because we're closer than we've ever been. <laughs> Mio points out that the locket still has Ushio in it, and he mm. shows everyone that the locket actually can move. Uh, yeah. And it's reacting... So... The reason that is, is it's just the memories of Ushio is locked inside the locket, the last remnants of her. But there, he remembers there's another Ushio out there floating in the water because she showed up the night of the festival. And they, that's the one he looped with. So she had to be somewhere in existence these past couple of days. There's been a second one just floating around waiting for him to find it. So that's the plan. The, the locket points them the way they're going to go and... And get the body, but he comes up with a second part of the plan that we aren't supposed to be privy to, but I'm going to say it here. Basically, they can hide him in Gil, because Rose is dead. Rest in peace. Uh, hide him in Gil, and then Heine can't detect him, and they all hide inside Gil, inside of her grotto. Close to it, but not too close that they'll be detected. So that way, when he loops again, this is the starting point. And also, Hidako finds out that they want this Ushio, and she thinks, oh, they're going to have two of them. Yeah. So she sends out her minions to go after and, and like, co- basically comb the comb the desert to find her. 
But since she can't sense him, she tells Shide, look for the 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 shadow that's out there that shouldn't be there. There should be one shadow we don't have control of, which is Gil. Yeah, one and, of them will deviate from the course of the rest, right. take off in its own direction. Right. Which Gil does, uh, and they and Shide chases after him, but they find Ushio. He he wakes up Ushio. He gives her the locket. Her memories are restored. She wipes out all the shadows instantly because she can super hack now and, and anything she touches. She's got she dies. Super Saiyan level three hair. Um, takes out Shide's armor and then Shinpei shoots himself. <laughs> yep. After dodging a bullet from from Shide, who was trying to stop him from shooting himself. And he time loops with Ushio back into the cave, and now they're all set, ready to attack. I love this because he's like, he even says to him, "Where do you think I came from?" Yeah. <laughs> and I love that he's like, "Okay, if we time loop here, then we'll be in position when I come back to the attack." And and Heine, because Heine had even questioned, "Are could they be in the grotto?" And she's like, "No, they're not ready yet." Um, they'll, they won't come to there till they know for sure they can win. So we're safe for now, which is true, kind of, but they also knew they would be ready after this loop. So they went there early. Again, clever, clever writing there. Four dimensional yeah. thinking. Um, good, good strategies. Yep. All right. So they go into the grotto. They have to get past a wall of mud, which is again is dead souls. They have fireworks to get past it. They leave behind Tokiko to fight a alligator shadow thing yeah just some um, weird nameless shadow we've never seen before i kind of thought that was a bit of a letdown for a you know conclusion for her character right. for that loop especially since it doesn't conclude it's just hey <laughs> go fight, yeah. fight uh nezu stays behind to fight a shide uh, they go inside and they start fight and now right now when we say Heine, she is appearing as Shinpei, and she's using Shinpei's form because he he's really good at looking at the big picture, and she needs that strategy help to keep up with him. Mm-hmm. So they're they're fighting forearm, they're fighting Heine, and they keep put, sh- chasing her around, and they trick her into going into a corner, and it's So who's able to use so, yes, So uses the real nail gun, not the shadow one she could detect, and pins her to the wall. And Mio kill him. Ushio goes in for the big punch, holds back a little bit because she suddenly has a memory of don't use your fist for violence. And then we see Shadow Mio stab uh, Shide in the head. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So he dies. But then another Shide shows up and grabs the baby version of Hiroko. So this is where we learn a couple of things that I did not know. Number one is when a shadow of her magnitude, I guess, the mother shadow gets injured, then the mother shadow doesn't like suffer a bleeding injury. She just de-ages. <laughs> Which happens to Ushio later. And it too. does, yeah. But it doesn't happen to any of the others. And strangely, it didn't happen to Ushio before. Before, she suffered a bloody arm wound. That's right. So it's odd that it happened this way now. So. I don't know. It's confusing a little bit, but interesting. Yeah. Okay. So this other Shide grabs this little, well, slams the baby on the on the wall. And this the baby's so like, save me, save me, Shide. Yeah. He's like, I, I don't need you anymore. Baby doesn't have eyes anymore. 
Hiroko is technically just a blot of shadow on the wall, and he opens that up and goes inside it to go into her world with the baby version of her. Attached, like, via an umbilical cord on his shoulder. And his whole thing is, like, he wants Ushio's eye. He now realizes Ushio has Haine's right eye, the same one that's in Shinpei, and he wants it. Um, and then, like, it starts sucking everyone in, and Shinpei's like, I'm going in there. Ushio's like, you can't go in there. Humans can't go in there. And he's like, no, I'm going. And Ryonosuke's like, I'll take care of him. So they all go in, those two. Mm-hmm. And, and then he loses Ushio, so he has to search around for it, but he has to let Ryonosuke do the driving because his body's too injured from Ryonosuke using it. And they find Haine, Haine, right? yeah. find Haine's yep. ball, follow Haine's ball to Ushio, who's in a lot of pain, and then Haine emerges from her. And this is where we're explained the right eye was the... Oh, that's right. Good. She emerged from Ushio. That's why there was a Haine manifesting. Okay, never mind. So there's an explanation for why all right. four are there. Right. So mostly the right eye is Ushio's data, but Haine's original human data is in there too. And they have... Mm-hmm. That's... The reason Explain. this whole this whole shadow has been good the whole time is because it's the good part of Heine and resonated with the good part of Ushio. Mm-hmm. World War II bombers start dropping bombs on them. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow, where'd that come from? <laughs> because Shide can access her memories and use, needs this memory to do damage to them. And she hates this memory, but he's like, suck it up, <laughs> little fetus attached to my chest. Right. <laughs> um, but the Heine on the ground is like, I can freeze the memory for a second. So they do. And then Ushio runs up the bombs. And Which is cool. Like Sonic is, style. Yeah, yep. we're getting some anime battling exactly. here. Uh, she loses, but had kept some of original Ushio's hair. So she's able to restore herself and hits him. But when she hits him, she realizes the real Shide is not in there. He's remote controlling this armor. And so she falls down, and so now it's up to Ryunosuke and Shinpei to fight him. And she's like, okay, I can turn into a shotgun <laughs> that can kill him in two minutes. So they have to fight him for two minutes. He loses his arm. He gets the crap kicked out of him. And he's like, mm-hmm. okay, Ryunosuke, you got to get into his armor and pin him so that I can shoot him. That starts to work, but then Shide's like, nope, that happened in another time loop. I've already learned how to stop this. And he kicks Ryunosuke out. Okay, so then Shinpei has to grab the shotgun, and he's he's entirely broken. He's like, no, I got to still do it. And thanks to Ushio and Haine, the shotgun jumps like a foot into his hand, (laughs) and he's able to dodge at the last second and kill Shide, who's going on about, like, if I'm going to die, I wanted to live forever and see the end of the world, but since I'm going to die, I'll just make the end of the world now. But he he refers to himself as a video game boss, which, again, it's weird for a 300-year-old guy to have that that context. (laughs) That is. Um, but whatever. Everyone has their own hobbies, I guess. <laughs> hey, uh, there's a guy in my raid group. He's 78, so. Oh, okay. wow. Yeah. There you go. He says he can't heal because it hurts his hands. So. <laughs> <laughs> my hands don't move that way. <laughs> I'm going to start using that in college. I'm too old to snipe. Someone else do it. Right. That's great. <laughs> All right, so it's just weird. He always refers to it as like, I'm a, I know how to turn off the power of the console, guys. Yeah. I guess he just genuinely really, really likes games. Yeah. Okay. Um, He's defeated. We see this cuts his connection with Heine, and then we see his, his original 300-year-old body, which is how this apparently works. 
his 300-year-old body has been preserved, connected to Heine this whole time, and using that as the way to remote control all these babies he's been making with Heine up to this point. Yeah. I yeah. thought it was just going to be twin, like, hey, this one time she had twins, and so there was <laughs> two she days. Nope. I thought nope. that's why he was going to have four arms, too, is that they were co-working the armor together. That would have been cool. I actually went back and checked. Does he have two arms now for some of these fights? Nope. All right. <laughs> He's dead. So then Ushio goes to erase Hiroko. When she starts, they end up in one of her memories, the memory 300 years ago when she was a whale on the beach about to eat the girl. Uh, Shinpei actually scares the original human Heine away. Mm-hmm. And, and they realize that what, Hiroko wanted was to come here and have the whale erased to change what happened in the past so that none of this would ever happen. Um, and that's what Ushio does. Uh, Ryunosuke and Heine say goodbye to each other and promise to be friends in another world. <laughs> and then Shinpei's like, well, when I go back to my human body, I'm going to die. So I want to just stay here and go into oblivion with you, Ushio, because you're going to die. And she's like, no, I'm sending you back. And then she, now fully in control of her right eye powers, time travels back, um, gives the phone message to Nagumo to tell her to come to the island, Gives then goes forward and gives Shinpei the right eye, and then he awakens on the ferry, but he doesn't have the eye anymore. He falls into Nagumo's chest again. <laughs> but this time he's super happy to see her alive. But as soon as he's on the dock, he doesn't remember why. He doesn't even know how she knew her real name. And Mio starts biking down towards him and he gets ready to save her. But she stops. Her breaks are fine. And he's like, why was I trying to save you? And his memories are gone. We find out his parents are alive. They're just out of town right now. Um, and he's there because Ushio called him and told him he'd cu- he better show up or she'd kick his butt. Um and he's, he's still been gone for two years. But it's no big forced... deal if you do or don't. Yeah. <laughs> but she would drag Passive him. Aggressive. She would drag him back if he didn't. Right. Yep. She's coming to Tokyo if he didn't. So um, he meets. And so and Tokiko are there. And then they meet Ushio. And she's mean to him. <laughs> um, Human Ushio, we... by the way. Okay. Here's, here's, yeah. here's the, the big one. Ryanosuke is alive. And he married Nagumo's best friend. And they had... Two daughters, Shiori, the 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 original Shiori, who's fine and well now, and and a little girl named Heine. <laughs> yep. Um, that means what the that Shiori's pair, the dad, yeah, Shiori's real dad from the other timeline, he's gone, and that's mm-hmm. why he's crying in the op. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Hashtag yes. justice for Shiori's dad. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Also, why does why does Shiori look the same if she's got a totally different dad? That's kind of weird. Anyways, anyways, <laughs> um, okay. So then he goes up to the shrine, talks to the Karakiri family there. The shrine now worships different gods, it's and not, it's actually and, a family. Not and the guy that dude. looks like Shide, but he's like eighty years old. Yep. Um. And then he finds out that Ushio lost her necklace, so he go, finds her on the beach looking for it. Um, I really love the visuals of this scene. So there's this scene of them kind of starting to get romantic chemistry built together, and they're angry at each other going away. But there's scenes of them, like, 
grabbing each other's shadows. And then at the mm. last moment where he's like putting the necklace on her, their shadows are like merged as one very mm. symbolic and using the shadows. as I was like, okay, that's pretty good. That's, that's there, good stuff. Even just like the first moment when he shows up on the beach, she doesn't notice him. She turns she and looks and she sees his shadow. And I was like, Oh, that's That's cool. I yeah. Like that. That, that was some, that was some good stuff. Um, then they get ready for the festival. Oh, he has a conversation with Nagumo about like his dreams. Him and Ushio have the same dream together. Um, so he tells her all about it, and then that becomes her next book that she's gonna write. <laughs> Love called how, like, summertime rendering. She's so interject, she's like <sighs> in the middle of the festival in the food stands, like I I have a story. <laughs> Got food all over her face. Great. Uh, we see So confessing to Mio. Which Again, works this time? Does not. We don't know that. There's no way. We don't know. Everybody gets a happy ending, man. And then uh, Shinpei calls Ushio, who had to help carry the the garbage up the to the shrine. Right? She's mm. like, "I'm so hungry. Bring me some um, taco, taco yaki. I've eaten it. Uh, taco yaki." <laughs> um, and when he brings it to her down on the beach. She's like, wait, you need to get me way more than that. He's like, oh, because I promised you in the clinic, back in part one, uh, that I would get you like uh, 50 pieces of, yeah, 10 or 150 pieces of takoyaki. And then they both realize that's in a different timeline. Fireworks start going off. They have their memories. And she's like, welcome back. And he says, I'm home. And that's the end of the story. So a nitpick. This is the real Shiori. Shadow Shiori went through all that. And a possible solution Ushio. is Shadow Ushio. Shiori. Huh? Ushio. Oh, gosh, dang it. You're right. Why am I saying Shiori? <laughs> Shiori's the little kid. Um, <laughs> Shadow Ushio went through all this. This is real Ushio. But I guess Shadow Ushio having that power of the observer could have actually like pushed her memories just like she does to everybody else. That's what she probably did. Went back in time, pushed her memories into real Ushio. Okay. Now it makes sense. I thought they were in the necklace. Oh, oh if, that's a good thing. Like they I, both I, were touching it. I was yeah. half I was half convinced that the necklace was gonna the, the last shot would be the necklace vibrating a little bit. Like <laughs> Shadow Ushio was still alive in there and just making sure those two got along. <laughs> that would be cool. What a great wrap up uh, episode, by the way. Yeah. Yes. I have I have one more nitpick. Oh wait, no, wait, then there's a birthday see that the next the next day past all the, everything we've ever time moved past uh ushio's birthday and we yes. see a cake and hear it's like the celebrating. day after shiori's birthday yep yep mm-hmm. so my only other nitpick is and i did go back and check this right before we started the podcast and it says that there's uh still 700 people that make up the population oh, the i was island. hoping they changed it ah, yep clever if they did. yep and so i'm i'm a little bit sad because they missed the opportunity to like change up the character designs after you know like on day 25 because so much changes if you remove hiruko from the equation 300 years ago right 300 years ago um all the people that died because of the shadow sickness 300 years ago uh, maybe they didn't all survive because they were suffering from like some starvation issues but Are you guys hearing that? <laughs> Don't worry about it. We're at the end. No one cares. <laughs> Keep trucking. Um, so they they were dying from like some uh, starvation issues, but um, <laughs> but there's nothing to guarantee which people would have died. That it would have been the same selection of people that Huruko made shadows out of. 
right? It could have been a different selection of people that died. So in the end result, what you'd have in this island is even if it's the same amount of people, even if you still have around 700, the chances that you would have them all look exactly the same is, is just nil. It's, there's not a chance of that. Unless we're dealing with a fated world where everybody is just born to look a certain way. <laughs> and regardless, 300 years of Heine praying on this island. Oh, yeah. Even even when she had the little girl inside her, she still gave it obviously into her nature once in a while. And then after Nagumo and the Rionosuke incident, she was clearly feeding constantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the doctor was bringing bodies down to her. So how many of those people would still be alive? I think those were all natural, usually natural deaths that yeah, they would usually. feed her. Do you, do you think the detective was a natural death? Um, the detective from the north? Oh, God, I forgot about the detective. Yeah. I think I had, like, one five-minute scene. What? Yeah, and then they killed him. And then a yeah. uh, uh, pink-haired girl killed him. Yeah. So, okay. yeah. Anyhow. Right, let's go to the final reviews. Uh, Jason, you go first. Um, The... The animation is near, not quite as good, but it's near on par with Chainsaw Man. Like the, hmm. it, it's really good. Um, the music's well done. The story writing and story beats are fantastic. Um, the characters are pretty good. I mean, I will admit there's some areas that I could have seen some improvement, but like you said, this is so dense. It's very difficult to find time for some of these resolutions. Um, I love the way they wrap this up. I don't feel like I'm missing anything. Um, by seeing this last episode, um, this is a five altogether. Like this, this is going to be like in a top 50 for me. Like it's really, really good. Mm. Yeah, absolutely loved it. Um, I love how it plays with so many, like, uh, uh, I, I guess they're tropes now with looping anime and, <laughs> and <laughs> it's hard to say that, but I guess it must be, it must be tropes. But and how it surprises you, it constantly keeps you invested. It ups the stakes. It doesn't let you get bored with how they're going to solve the problem or what new uh, issues or problems have been raised by the bad guys. And the bad guys are smart. The bad guys are actually they've got a lot of agency in this anime. And you don't always see that most of the time in, in anime, you have a bad guy stay on a trajectory and. And it's up to the hero to, like, move around that trajectory. Mm -hmm. But the bad guy doesn't really have to adjust his strategy as much. This, this has just been fantastic. Um, as far as the characters go, I I agree. Like, it, it definitely focused more on the back and forth uh, strategizing and world building uh, than it did on the characters. And I'm okay with that because those are the things I love. So this is a five out of five with absolutely zero caveats. I don't even care about the 700 population and all the people that shouldn't be there <laughs> or should be there. <laughs> nice. This is awesome. I stand by my issues. What I think where I think it fell short, but it's, it's a five because everything else was so good. The landing is one of the best landings I've seen in a long time. That 25th episode definitely pulled its weight but hey more power to it so yeah i i wasn't super sad when a character died but i was super invested the entire fight that they were having up until her death and i was invested when she died and i was invested after she died 
I just didn't have the emotional resonance. But everything else Wrongly. is so so crafted. <laughs> it's so well crafted that I can look past this thing. That even again, for me, it's usually an important thing. Um, but there's there's enough here that uh, it, it definitely deserves a five. All right. Just a reminder: our next anime is going to be Trigun Stampede. We will definitely be comparing it to original Trigun, so it's going to be a little bit of a special in episode. Our, in our mini Oh, that's right. We're doing a. That's right. We're doing oh, a mini yeah. I forgot. That so we're going to try right. not to during. So Christmas. no comparisons in the main. Right. That's going to be hard. Okay. Then we'll do a compare and contrast. In our in our regular podcast, it'll be a very regular <laughs> review where we'll not talk about original Trigun at all, and then we're gonna do a mini sode <laughs> where where we draw, pull the two next to each other and contrast and compare. Mm-hmm. That's our goal. I'm sure we'll we'll muck it up. Yeah. <laughs> if you would like to reach out to us, um, talk to us about Justice for Shiori's dad or anything else that came up <laughs> during this podcast. <laughs> You can reach us on our Twitter at Baka Podcast. You can contact us on our website, theanimebakaclub.com. Hit the contact us button and or leave a comment wherever you found this podcast and it comes back to us. Thank you all for listening. I think we are ready to close this loop. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Sayonara. <laughs>